This is the DevSecOps Podcast. The DevSecOps Podcast is supported by OWASP, organizers of the Global AppSec DC Conference on September 9th through the 13th, and with support from the Sonatype Nexus platform, allowing companies to automatically monitor and remediate open source risk. My name is Ben Pick. I am an application security consultant at Invisium. And my role for this conference has been large-scale logistics. I've been working with both the local chapter and the Greater OWASP Foundation to get all the various tasks completed. That includes uh, managing the CFT, CFP review process, getting all the notifications out, selecting the various uh, speakers, bringing in keynotes, and just general organization. When we're talking about AppSec USA, is it called AppSec USA this year? Is it called AppSec Global? What's the name of the event? They have recently rebranded it so that way these conferences can take place in different regions with a lot of, uh, easier. I know there were some issues last year with EU. So the official title is Global AppSec, and in this case, it's Global AppSec DC. Our conference will be the 12th and 13th. It's Global AppSec DC. The following uh, two weeks later, there'll be Global AppSec Amsterdam, et cetera, et cetera. When we're talking about DC, it seems that you'd have a preponderance of government sessions or people related to federal. Yes, that is actually one of the strengths of this conference as a whole is that we brought in a focus on bringing in uh, on speakers related to government topics. So one of our keynotes actually works within the government. We also are trying to bring in regulations within the individual speakers that, that are that, that are going to be present. I know you've been head down with the logistics, but as you've gone through the sessions and looked at them, are there a couple that you're really interested in seeing that have really piqued your interest? Yeah, absolutely. There is one that is starting from the ground up, just getting a security uh, DevSecOps in place. So that's going to be really, really interesting just to see somebody else's take on it. I know when budget isn't an issue, uh, you can do a lot of fun things, but obviously the speaker has a realistic approach. Who is that? uh, Colleen Coolidge. So it's zero zero to one startup security by Colleen Coolidge. What else you got that's exciting? Well, we have a lot of the general DevSecOps talks. We've tried to limit those numbers. I know a lot of the submissions were somewhat related to either driving left or specific tools. So we were trying to bring in specific solutions that addressed a unique problem. So for example, we have uh, going serverless to, to, to drive further left or how to build your various APIs so that they are secure and they aren't sending out too much information or they're only allowing certain, uh, so, so they have all their authentication in place. So the first one I mentioned is the OWASP serverless top 10, which is going to be presented by Tal Melamed. And then the next one is common API security pitfalls, which will be presented by Philippe DeRec. 
I think it's interesting that two years ago I helped Gary Robinson and Owen and Michelle uh, built the DevSecOps track for Belfast. And I think it was the first recognition within OWASP that there really was a movement towards DevSecOps. And for you to mention this as a core foundation of your conference in DC, that means that this has really started to take off. Absolutely. It's been incredible to see how far, you know, DevSecOps or rugged, uh, rugged DevOps has evolved over the past four or five years, especially as more and more services are moving into the cloud. You've got three days of training beforehand. Usually I get to see my good friend Jim Manico with these kind of things. What have you got as far as training goes? It's funny you mentioned Jim Manico. He is actually giving a talk on the secure coding with the OWASP Top 10. It's going to be a two-day course. So he'll be there. We have Seth, uh, Seth Law and Ken Johnson giving Seth and Ken's excellent adventures in secure code review. Oh, so wonderful cool. name. Everybody will want to go just because of the name. Absolutely. Uh, so we have a couple of secure coding courses. We also have attacking and defending related topics. There is a three-day course, sorry, a two-day course on attacking and defending containerized apps and serverless tech. There's also a few one-day courses. And one of the interesting one-day courses is presented by WIA, that is the Women in AppSec. And it's their own web application penetration training one-day course. Is that Tanya doing that? Uh, no, no, no. This is Nicole Belcher, Zoe Braderman, and Vendana Verma. So, sorry, oh, excellent. Nicole Belcher. And that uh, the is. Women in AppSec has really taken off. They're building a real core organization within OWASP. Wonderful to see. Absolutely. They were on the committee for this conference. So, we've been working fairly closely with some of their members. You also have Capture the Flag. Yes, that's correct. So we have a Capture the Flag event that is presented by Security Initiative, and we are working on integrating the registration for that into our main website shortly. Please feel free to sign up. It's going to be really interesting, and it will be available for the two days of the conference. When we think about the audience that's going to come, first of all, what about the diversity in the audience coming from different areas of the world. Is it mainly centered North America or is this truly a global conference? It is, our goal was to get this to be truly a global conference. I don't honestly know. I don't have the numbers for who is coming internationally or not. I know that I have specifically worked with several different approved speakers. Uh, so speakers who are coming in and have signed their speaker agreement, et cetera who are absolutely coming in internationally. I know at least one or two of the trainers for the lead-in to the conference are also internationally. So I've been sort of managing that interaction and trying to get them all situated with both flights and hotels. What is the level of technical knowledge for the audience that you're focusing on here? Is it novices? Is it middle level where they're actually just the plain practitioners or is the, the top level geeks? Who are you aiming this for? It varies wildly. I would say our main target would be novice to intermediate. And some of the 
talks will be very general, high level. For example, with the zero to one startup security that we'll be focusing, there'll be information for say managers on how to logistically handle changes across the organization. Whereas some of the more, some of the more in-depth talks would be uh, more intermediate or possibly even advanced uh, background. And then there's going to be some talks on, say, secure coding dojo, which would obviously take somebody from novice into the intermediate and then possibly further on to more advanced uh, skill sets. The other thing that people always want to know is what's the fun stuff you're going to do? <laughs> I assume you've got a party planned uh, for the night of so that when people show up, you've got a party happening. Absolutely. We have a party, a welcome reception at five o'clock the day before the conference. There's obviously the hotel has a bar within it. So a couple of restaurants the afternoon of the first day. So that will be the 12th. There's going to be a networking event just following the con. So starting at about 530. On top of that, there's also going to be a lot of individual companies coming in and hosting their own various parties throughout the con. I think that's one of the big things that I get value out of conferences. Not so much the drinking aspect of the parties, but the ability to get face-to-face with people you don't get to see often. A, a lot of that, for me, is in the hallways between sessions. I completely agree. At the AppSec conference last year, I had fantastic LobbyCon uh, talks with uh, your your friend Germanico and, and a bunch of other uh, a bunch of other speakers so we will try and incorporate that incorporate that same environment into our own conference so there's going to be breakout times for coffee and then there's going to be a lot of just people wandering through the hallways and striking up conversations with someone they may not know and the same sort of thing can happen within those post conference events held by various companies and organizations where you have something that's a little bit more of an intimate environment and you can really pick somebody's brain about a specific problem that you're facing or just try and garner interest for your own application. And I think it's one of the things that people that don't go to conferences actually underestimate the value of not setting up meetings, but at least sending out feelers to people that you want to meet beforehand. Say, hey, it's cool. I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee while we're there. The value of these are the people that you get to know one-on-one, but don't leave it to chance. Set some of those up before you come to the conference. I know I kind of left things up to chance for me personally last year. And I just sort of stumbled into some wonderful conversations where I was talking through some application security testers who have been at this for, you know, decades and just seeing that they are facing the same challenges that I am on my day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis. It's really just encouraging and inspiring to see how they adapt. One of the things that, I've found very fascinating in the OWASP culture itself is how inclusive it can be. Meaning if you walk down the hallway and you see a group of people talking, 
if you go and you, you stand with the group, invariably they'll spread out to make room for you. Have you found that? Oh, absolutely. Or you, you might even have somebody with their own little toy that they brought to the conference and they are more than happy to share their accomplishment and go through the inner workings of it with you. Yeah, I would love to see uh, a lot more of that as far as finding ways to engage people in real conversations. And we try to do that by having you go and talk to the vendors. And let, let's talk about the vendors for a bit, because Sorry. I think it is one of the core pieces that makes it possible for you and Abdullah and the team to put on an event like this. Yeah, absolutely. So the vendors themselves, we have, I say we as in the OWASP foundation, but they have overhauled their own sponsors process where the sponsors can now agree to sponsor multiple events. So rather than going out for our conference and trying to get the same sponsors and then going a month later and trying to drive up interest for the next conference, now sponsors are able to have consistency and have a presence at multiple conferences. So there, there, there will be a lot of repeats, but there will also be a lot of new, fresh organizations in there as well. I think more than anything, the idea I would want to get across about the vendors, and it might sound odd because they have paid money to be there and they want to talk to you. But when you go to the people at the booth, it's not overt tool pitching or trying to sell anything. It really is trying to generate a conversation to find out why you're here and what you're trying to learn. My own company, Invisium, is one of the sponsors. And I've been there at other conferences where they had a booth set up. And yeah, they just want to pick people's brains. They want to see what kinds of things you are experiencing and whether or not we are all experiencing the same thing or whether or not you have some potential solution to an issue that we are working on. And yes, there is some interest in you know hiring or selling a product, but a lot of the people that are working behind those booths, they just want to have an interesting conversation. I think what they're looking for, Ben, is to be able to identify the patterns that they can work on in the coming year. If you have 50 people coming to your booth and talking about, boy, I wish you could help me do this, and 25 of them are asking for the same thing, then you know you've got a pathway to go for the next year. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. It's the, one of the things that I keep an ear out for, especially as uh, helping produce the RSA conference. I've done a lot of the OWASP conference. The idea of being able to recognize patterns. And you guys, as organizers, had the ability to recognize patterns because you get to see the CFP. You get to see the talks that people are proposing. And I guarantee you that if you look closely, you'll start to see future patterns within those CFPs. That's absolutely true. I know this year we had 150 plus entries. And out of that, I want to say easily 50 of them were DevSecOps related. In fact, they probably had driving left in the title, which 
can be both good and bad. So there can be harder ways of distinguishing the really interesting talks that you want to have versus some of the other ones that are just generic talks on DevSecOps. But at the same time, that overall theme is present where you can see people more willing to talk about specific topics or more willing to see how far certain topics can go. That's fascinating that you are seeing that too. I know that it has actually changed me when I'm evaluating for all day DevOps because we have to find 125 to 150 speakers. Hmm. And one year it was talking about the tool set. Everybody was talking about the tools. I mean, Kubernetes had been starting to get huge. So everybody wanted to do a session on Kubernetes. So we knew where to go with that, what people were interested in. But the following year, Literally, I would say 25 to 30% of the sessions talked about cultural transformation. So the industry had changed from a tool set to how do you get your company to buy into this idea? That's really interesting. Schedule, I'm looking over it, and we don't actually have anything on Kubernetes, but we do have a lot of organizational talks. We have a few on governance and specific security frameworks that you can apply without the nitty gritty tool that you need to plug in and play with. The thing that we'd like to end the conversation with here is why should people come to your conference, Ben? They have a choice of 200 conferences a year. Why would people choose this one as their major conference to pay for, to come travel, take time off of work? What is being offered that's outstanding? There are several main drivers that we have really been working on fleshing out to bring people into the conference. And one of them is we're playing to this region's strength, the general DC region, wherein there are a lot of people who work in the government who maybe can't travel across the country or take time off work to go to a training. So we are bringing in one of our keynotes actually works within the government. And we also have several speakers who are speaking on government related and governance topics. And additionally, we are bringing in, we have an entire track set up for industry and diverse speakers to get a chance to talk. So for instance, Jim Manico is giving a talk and we also have several women across, uh, women across the industry who are giving various individual talks. I know I mentioned Colleen Coolidge earlier and just giving both well-established, incredible speakers a chance to get in front of the microphone all in one place and then we also have some fresh, some new people who are coming in and maybe have a specific research project that they've been looking into and don't necessarily get a lot of chances to speak publicly. So we have this wide mix of government and commercial and industry standards and new people. So it's just as much of a mix as we can. That's what we've been really working on to make this conference stand out. The conference itself will be on September 12th through 13th. There will be three days 
total for training, but there the trainings that will be offered. There's only one that is a three day course. The others are two and one day. So please feel free to find something that you're interested in and you don't need to take off the full week to attend both trainings and conferences. The conference itself will be taking place at the Marriott Wardman Park in DC. It's right off the red line. It is very convenient to get to if you're flying in from Reagan, uh, just to take the Metro. The website is available at dc.globalapsec.org. This is the DevSecOps Podcast. The DevSecOps Podcast is supported by OWASP, organizers of the Global AppSec DC Conference on September 9th through the 13th, and with support from the Sonatype Nexus platform, allowing companies to automatically monitor and remediate open source risk.